0: Spring of Life Fellowship and its pastor, Joaquin G. Molina, invites you to listen to a message of restoration and strengthening for your life. Be a part of the vision, changing the world. Perfect, but you're perfect. And your promise is as if we lift you up and behold you, we will be transformed into your glory and into your likeness, Lord. You said if anyone is in Christ Jesus, he's a new creation. All things have passed. Behold, everything is made new. And that is so true when we come to you, Lord. You're willing to cleanse us. You're willing to give us a new start. You're the alpha and omega. You're the beginning. You're the end. You're the author of our salvation. You're the one that initiates and starts us on our race back home to you. we give you thanks that Christ was born during the Christmas season, Lord. The, The celebration of him coming into the world, Father God. Where there was wise men, even at that time, that were seeking the one that was to be born, who would be the king of glory. Father, we would pray this morning that that gift of Jesus coming into the world would also be a gift extended to every family in this church to welcome all the goodness of God, not just Jesus, but all the plans, the wonderful plans you have for us to enjoy our families, our children, our grandchildren. We'll be able to tell them the story of how we met their mom, how we loved their mom, how we had children, how the children met their spouses and we taught them honor and respect. We taught them how to live a life that was free from all the vices of immorality, Father God. Because your blood keeps us, oh God. Your blood keeps us, washing us and cleansing us and making us new. And Father God, it's not our perfection and it's not our character, it's your character in us. It's the perfection of your spirit, Lord, that pours out upon each man and woman. And you said in the last days you would pour out your spirit on all flesh, Lord. And we're in that promise, Lord. During this time, we pray that you would pour out your spirit upon our lives so that we also, just like the wise men, can see your visions. That We can see the things that come from heaven. That we can move according to your time schedule, according to your agenda. Not according to the stock market or political parties, oh God. That we would move according to your time frame for earth, Lord. And we know the church is a vital part of what you're doing upon the earth, for she has been chosen to send out to all the nations your wisdom of how to honor home, how to honor the church, how to live for your glory. And pray that this word this morning would be a seed planted in each heart like you planted in my life 30 years ago when you started speaking these things into my heart. And I wanted them, Lord, and my eyes have seen your glory, seen your goodness, Lord. Bless and prosper your word, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. A lot of people spend time coming up with all sorts of allegories and fables and fairy tales to tell stories about existence. And I always remember that every time I fell as a young kid, my grandmother would run over and say, sana, sana. <laughs> you guys know the rest. But all these things are coming up from a history of storytelling and fairy tales, and we don't know which one is true and which one is not. But if we go to the Bible, we'll see the fascinating truth about the story of the coming of Jesus. Jesus. It's found in Matthew chapter 1 where it says that Christ was born in Bethlehem. But there in chapter 2, I want to focus in. We only have a limited amount of time, so I'll try and go quickly. There in chapter 2, we have the story of the three men who came and appeared seeking the Lord. And if you read with me in Matthew chapter 2 verse 1, it says, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem, Of Judea, which is a certain section of this world. It's not a fantasy world. It's not an imitation world. There was an actual place here upon the planet where Jesus was born, this this child. In the days of Herod the king, during those times there was a political party running that gambit. They represented the Roman Empire. And Herod was fierce ruler in those areas. They used to call him Herod the wicked. Herod the Great, he was bloodthirsty. He didn't trust anybody. He had killed his children. He had killed uh, those that would come and challenge his leadership. And he was there in that time of disgusting political rule and dictatorship where he represented the Roman Empire. There came wise men from the east to Jerusalem. Well, east of Jerusalem is the land of Persia, the land of Babylon. There some men had come from a, a, a region to the east and they were coming to Bethlehem during that time and it says in verse 2 they were saying in their hearts they were saying where is he who has been born king of the Jews this is a threat to Herod because he was ruling over the Jews and if this man would be king it would be a problem. For we have seen his stars in the east and have come to worship him. Uh, Guys, there's a lot of people doing a lot of different things upon the earth, but very few men are seeking God and desiring to live for him and to worship him. I was amazed that a young man who's been in this church for about 10 years... And we saw him last night, and he had formulated a business plan to leave the church. He formulated a lifestyle that he doesn't need the people of God. He's not going to seek the Lord. Everything he's been taught for the last 10 years is no longer good. And he transacts business to get married to a, a third world woman, a woman who's not a U.S. citizen, you're not a U.S. resident, to make money. And people go in through great length to do many things upon the earth that are not related to God. And so wise men are those that have the category to be seeking the Lord and they're not looking for a fast buck, they're not looking for a way to get ahead according to their own wit. And here these men were coming for one reason, they were coming to worship God. That word worship is all over the New Testament and people don't know what it is to worship God. If I were to ask you today, what does it mean to worship God? The word is prokuneo, it means kiss the hand that blesses you. You know something, we don't know how to do that. We bite the hand that blesses us. God prospers you, God gives you a beautiful wife, God gives you a beautiful business, God gives you income, gives you a beautiful family, and what do you do? (laughs) horrible God, I'm gonna go and do my own thing. Well, guess what, worship means you're gonna kiss the hand. You're gonna say, God, I appreciate that you've kept me in good health, you've given me a solid marriage, you've given me an incredible wife, you've been giving me children that are precious, And so God wants all men to worship him. That's what he told the Samaritan woman. He says, God is seeking those that will worship him. He's still seeking that type of of people. And he says, as these Jews came, for we have seen this star in the east, when Herod, verse 3, the king heard this, he was troubled. You know why he's troubled? Because if there's a king that's in existence, that means you're no longer king. And that's why a lot of people don't want to be Christians. You want to know why? Because it's King Jesus, and they have to bow down and worship the king. And they don't want to. I have an uncle of mine that goes around saying he's the king. He's the No, you're not. He's the king of glory. He rules. And the Bible says every knee shall bow, and every tongue will confess. You might not do it now. might be you're still hard. Maybe you're still philosophical. Maybe you're still proud. But one day, I'm going to see you kneel down, and your mouth is going to say, Jesus, your Lord. Why do I know that? Because the Bible says that. Every knee will bow, and every tongue will confess. We have decided, those of us that are Christians, that we're going to do it on this side of eternity. So when we get on that side of eternity, we're like, come on, Jesus. Other people are going to be running from him. They're going to try and and, and barter. Well, I did go to church and see my daughter's presentation that day. (laughs) Well, it's good that you're here, but I hope that you would turn your heart to begin to bow down before King Jesus. Because the Bible says that all the kingdoms of the earth are going to be his kingdom one day. And he's going to sit upon all authority to be worshipped throughout eternity. So it troubled this Herod and all Jerusalem with him. Why? Because he started growing restless. You know what Herod did during this time? He started killing all the children ages 2 and under because he wanted to make sure he could kill Jesus. Again, the mindset of a man that wants to live with God, he wants to kill everything that represents God in his life. So he doesn't play any Christian music. He doesn't want to listen to the Bible. This young man I was talking to yesterday, he says, I forbid this young girl, this Sunday school teacher, to talk to me about God. There is no hearing about God. That That was the first ground rule of our friendship. It led into other things, but he negotiated at the front end, don't talk to me about God. And this is the same thing that happened here where Herod now rises up and he kills all the children under the age of two. It troubled all of Jerusalem. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and the scribes, because the wise men were asking, where is this guy? He gathered all the religious people and he inquired of them, where would Jesus be born? This is a hostility, a hostile environment there. And so they said to him, the scriptures say that in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written, and they quote scripture there, but you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler who shall shepherd my people Israel. Guys, we're either sheep or we're goats. There's a, God, is, God has never mutated this animal that's half goat, half sheep. Either you're listening to God or you're not listening to God. Either you're eating green pastures or you're eating every piece of junk the devil offers you. He says he wanted to shepherd his people and he's shepherding his people today. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, he determined from them what time the star would appear. And he sent them to Bethlehem, go and search carefully for this young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me that I might come and worship him also. How many think that Herod converted right there? No, he was going to show up and kill this baby. There was going to be no competition. Um, There was a, a young woman who started coming to church and her husband started thinking she was cheating on him. And he demanded to know where she was spending all time. And she says, I found a new love. And he's freaking out. Well, who is this? And she said, Jesus. I fell in love with Jesus. I was spending time with him. So here, he wanted to go and find this King Jesus. When they heard the king, they departed. And behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the child was. Historians said that this take a little while. We know that in all the manger scenes, we have the wise men showing up the actual day Jesus was born. But history says something different. He was already a child had already been born. He moved into the house. They didn't stay at that manger scene. They moved into a house during this time. So they're just trying to lump together the things, putting the three kings at the stable with the manger. But the glorious thing is that while people were looking for the natural stuff, these guys were looking for the supernatural. While some people are festered looking horizontally, there's some men that are still looking to the heavens to find out direction from the Lord. And He will provide it. David used to say, I will lift up my eyes to the heavens, because from there is where my help comes from. So as they were sitting there, they found the child. And it says, When they saw the store, the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw. See, it's no longer a manger. They walked into a house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. And they had opened their treasures. They each brought a gift. They presented the gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Each one of these gifts has something to do with with, uh, some spiritual explanation as to why they brought these specific gifts. Then, being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed from for their own country another way. I want to tell you that there is when Herod decides that he, since he didn't get any feedback on who this child was going to be, he de- declares that everyone under the age of two is to be slaughtered, and and so he begins to kill all the children in Jerusalem. And it's a, it's a historical event. The devil has always hated when. People that stand up for God are going to live in this world because the challenge is great. The song that was just sung by Anita says children are born to change the world. And when you young men are grown up into the things of the Lord and you're trained. I remember I was 16 when I came to the house of the Lord and gave my heart to God. And God began to tell me about all the promises he had for me and how he would use me in this world. And I'm like, Lord, this is too good to be true. But 28 years later, it's happening. It's happening, how God is is expanding our influence, he's prospered us in all things, and he wants to do so in your life too. I want to go ahead and ask you to stand up, please, and we want to pray. We want to pray according to Acts 4.12. If there's any confusion in your mind as to who you're going to serve, I want to tell you what Acts 4.12 says. There is no other name given to man through which they might be saved. There is no other name under heaven that brings salvation to man. Could we read this together? Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. I know a lot of us have come from believing in Chango and Santa Barbara, and San Lázaro, and La Virgen de la Caridad de Cobre, and uh, San Judas de Tadeo. and we, We believed in a lot of things, but there was no... There was no proof in the pudding. As we ate off of these things, our lives continued to be destroyed. Our lives continued to be unhappy. But the day we called upon the name of Jesus, wow, what a miraculous. And I I did it just in case. I didn't want to go to hell. But I got more than just not going to hell. I got Jesus coming into my life and teaching me wisdom so that I could uh, raise up a godly family for the Lord. And my children, my three sons and my daughter, oldest of which is 15, uh, they're serving in the house of God now, and they're learning, and they don't curse, they, they don't lie, they don't cheat, they don't steal. They're living for God's honor and glory, and that's only something that God could do. Um, and he wants to do it in your life, too. He came into my dad's heart when my dad was 49 years old, and uh, that's when God, uh, he decided to give God a chance. But he had spent 49 years telling God, no, I'm not going to come to you. But at 49, when he made that decision, we all came to the Lord, and the history of the world changed for the Molina family. Amen. And it's the same way as when Jesus came into this world, every semblance of light, every semblance of, of goodness, I mean, as you saw these kids up, these children up here dancing for the Lord, what purity. What, I, I wish we could stay here and just watch that all the time, but the, you know, that's the work of the Lord. That's, that's God's goodness into our life. Uh. A lot of the children that were dancing before you today—they're orphans. They don't have parents. Their mom and dad have either passed away or they dis- disappeared and don't want to have anything to do with the life of their child. And that's a, that's an incredible thing. I couldn't even think that far into being able to not love my child his whole life. And so, but that's this world. But when you come to the Lord like these men came, and you bow down and worship Him, heaven opens. I want to read to you also Acts seventeen twenty-seven. It says, this is the reason God put man upon the earth. And some of us don't know. Some of us think it's to make money. Some of us think it's to build a great big business. The people who don't think like that are people that have money and have great big businesses. They know that this world is not about that. But look what the Bible says. God put men upon the earth so that they should seek the Lord. And hope that while they're in darkness and groping for him, they could find him, though he's not far from each one of you. This is today another opportunity for you to let Christ to come into your family and to change the history of tomorrow. You're going to be the one standing somewhere telling some people about the truth of the gospel. And about Christ, not only historically being born in the world and wise men finding him, but you can choose this day to also be wise As you allow yourself to find Jesus in this place, can you bow your heads with me and pray? This is the prayer I said 28 years ago when I first let Jesus Christ into my heart. I didn't think it was going to work because I had gone to the traditional church, I had gone to CCD, I was an altar boy. I had prayed a lot. One more prayer, how would that make the difference? But it did. When I let Jesus Christ in my heart and I acknowledged that I was a sinner and I asked Him to forgive me, I knew I was a sinner. Nobody had to tell me I was a good sinner. I used to love to sin. I lived for sin until somebody brought the gospel and told me about what Jesus wanted to do. He wanted to save me. He wanted to cleanse me, and he wanted me to worship him all the days of my life. So pray with me the same prayer I said 28 years ago, and I promise that what I've been received by grace, God is going to pour upon you. And you won't understand how it happened or when it happened, but it happened that precise moment that you genuinely called upon the name of the Lord. Pray with me and say, Father, say it out loud and don't be ashamed. Say, Father, I give you thanks that 2,000 years ago in Bethlehem, you allowed Jesus Christ to be born. And he came to this earth and proclaimed to be the Savior of the world. He declared he was the Lamb of God that would pour out his blood. As a sacrifice and the payment for the sins of the world. This day, December 19th, I ask you for forgiveness for all my sins. Your Bible says, if I confess my sin, you're faithful to forgive me. So I confess my sins this morning. And I ask that you forgive me for all the sins I've ever committed. the little sins, and the great big sins. Wash me with the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me, like your word says. Make me white as snow. This day, I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I know that he died on the cross, but on the third day, he rose from the grave. He ascended to heaven. He sits at the right hand of the Father to be worshiped for all eternity. And he prays for me that I will finish this race living for God's glory. Write my name down in the Lamb's book of life where all the names are written of those men and women you have forgiven. I give you thanks for this day. In Jesus' name I pray amen if you have said that prayer if you have said that prayer genuinely